Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta. And today we have the co-host Jaden with us. Welcome, Jaden, to the show today. How are you? Good morning, Danuta. It is I'm very happy to be here, and thank oh. you so much for having us join today. Oh, pleasure. We're so happy you're here. Lawson's not able to be here, unfortunately, again today. Yesterday we had Lyle, and today we have Jaden. Jaden, where are you from? I'm from a little town of Currumbong in the uh-huh. Lake Macquarie area. And, uh, yeah, so I've been there my whole life. and Your whole life? Whole life whole oh, life. wow. You haven't moved far, have you? No, not at all. So. <laughs> you must love around Kurumbong. Now, you're at Avondale at the same university as Lawson, aren't you? That's correct. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. we'll be finding out more from you a bit later as well. But what are you doing there? Just let us know a little bit of what you're doing there at the moment. I'm studying ministry and theology. I have a passion to uh, one day be a church pastor and uh, help other people on their journey. That's beautiful. Yeah, so. And love, love working with people and, uh, and meeting different people and, and just journeying alongside them. That's yeah, fabulous. So. That's fabulous. So, yeah, you've got a real passion for seeing souls m- make decisions for Jesus, haven't that's you, right. really? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that's, I guess, what I do. I have been doing for, for quite a number of years as a pastor, and there's a real joy in that. And my husband's a pastor, of course, too. Some oh. of our listeners wouldn't already know that as well, but we're both pastors, and we love the work that we do, mm. and you'll really experience that joy in sure. every way. And, of course, so you'd be doing some classes together with Lawson, wouldn't you? as well uh, not quite i think I've, I've pretty much almost finished to be honest so okay. I've, I've actually only got one unit left so i'm finishing off on a nice cruisy stretch ah oh, so. nice cruisy stretch i remember doing only one subject at the end and it's just nice to cruise through with sure just one subject and so we're looking forward to having you on the show today and hearing more from you and about you in every way so we're really looking forward to our show together today And coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Dr. John Ashton looking after the land, our responsibility with that. In our news segment, we're going to the USA and looking at New South Wales bushfires. And in our Bible study time today, we're looking at the God who became us and continues to be with with us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. I love that song. I love so many songs that we have on here. Did you love that song? I love the ending it's especially. Powerful, isn't it's powerful, it? hey. Are you a musician or not, Jaden? Uh, I'm learning to be. I'm actually learning to play the saxophone. A oh, saxophone. Really like Good yeah. for you. How long have you been learning on the saxophone? I've been learning for? for a number of years now, but I've I've been a little bit busy, so I got to get back into the practice, but it's it's definitely my wow, favorite instrument. Wow, that's great. My uncle plays the sax. I love the sax. Hey, we'll mm. find out a little bit more about you just after this um, quiz question. To. Do you mind reading for our first quiz question for today, please, Jaden? Right. Well, the question is, as part of the armour of God, Paul listed the breastplate of blank. Mm. I'll say that again. As part of the armour of God, Paul listed the breastplate of blank. Blank. Yes, yeah, so we're looking for the word that goes into the blank. Text us your answer on 0491064669. That number again is 0491064669. As part of the armour of God, Paul listed the breastplate of blank. And remember, of course, if you just want to play but don't want to go into the draw for the prize, just state it or star it. So put a star into that. Hey, and hey, Jaden, this is the prize that we're giving. 
giving out. Look at, check that out. Oh, hey, isn't that beautiful? Oh, that's wonderful. I know. Would you like a good recipe book? Do you do you cook? Do you cook at all? I actually do. Oh, do One you? One of my hobbies. I'm actually learning. My my lovely girlfriend bought me. Uh, the early version the of that cookbook. early version of these, number yes. Number one. Number one. Number one and number two. That I had those straight off when they were printed Aren't as well. Great? We oh. actually interviewed Jeremy Dixon here last oh, week. Nice. He's so good. So the, the prize for this week, of course, is the Revive Cafe cookbook number six. Now, the exciting thing with this cookbook is that about half the recipes are actually sweets. Have you got a sweet tooth, Jaden? I don't, actually. I'm savoury. Yeah. I'm savoury, too. Yeah. I like the occasional sweets, but I'm a savoury. But hey, here's some for those who've got a sweet tooth. Check this out. Chocolate cups with pistachio nuts. Do you like chocolate? I don't really. No. No. Okay. Well, I'm not a chocoholic either, but I do love pistachio nuts. Yeah, definitely. I, like, and if I have a gelato, it's usually hazelnut or pistachio. Yeah, right. Nice, right. Yeah. Nice. So I like pistachio. So this one here has got the, the there's an almond base. So this is all natural almonds, mm. dates, and cara powder. And then the filling is with blanched almonds, date puree, orange juice, and carob. Sounds Whoa. totally, totally yum, doesn't I'm hungry it? Now. I know. It gets the salivary glands going. I turn. Here's another one: ginger and apricot. Apricot slab with almonds. So it's a slice and it's actually got the dried apricots on top. Just mm. yum, yum, yum. You want to have this cookbook. So go in the drawer, text us your answer on 0491 And of course, the prize is drawn on Friday at quarter to nine in the morning. Somebody's already texting and saying here, yes, Please, I would love a cafe cookbook. Uh. Well, here's the hint. Keep on texting in your answers to the quiz questions and hope, and answer as many as you can. The more times you enter, the more times you've got the chance to win the cookbook. Yeah, it's so definitely worth it. Definitely. Ab- absolutely, isn't it? Like it gets the saliva gains going yeah, sure when you does. actually just look at that. Hey, some bit of good news. Do you like good news? I love good news. This world needs some more of it, actually. Oh, doesn't it? Hey, do you find that on the news when you watch it, you know, on the TV and stuff like that, or if you look at it on your internet, there's so much negative news. So that's why mm. we like to give positive news, good. positively different news on I Faith love it. FM. I love it. <laughs> so here's an interesting one on a valuable painting that's been found in the UK. Or should I say it was actually... They actually had it already for quite a number of years, since the 1980s or so uh, they've had it. But basically they've found that it's actually valuable now mm. and it's good to have find valuable stuff, isn't it? Have you ever been to the UK? I haven't, no. Have you? No, I have. Oh. I lived there for two years. Oh, there you go. Yeah, loved it. And actually this painting is in Cheshire and I loved going to oh, Cheshire. Fantastic. It's a really beautiful, beautiful place because it's close to Liverpool. And I, you know where the Beatles came from? Right, yeah. Yeah. So I lived in Liverpool for quite a while. I worked there as a speech pathologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital. There you go. Mm. So here the painting was actually left by Morris Edgerton, who is the fourth and last Lord of Edgerton of Tatton, and he died in 1958. He had actually no heir and so left the painting to the National Trust in Cheshire. Now, the interesting thing is in the UK, because there's so many old buildings, you know, the really big old buildings mm. that they actually use in the movies even, the big estates. Yeah. I used to love going around and having a look at that. And in a lot of the rooms there, you actually find beautiful old paintings. And so this is one of the paintings that is actually now at Tatton Park Estate, one of the, the old heritage estates there. 
Um, and it's actually, Tadden Park is actually UK's one of most, most historic estates. And the painting was actually placed in storage in the 1980s, which is really interesting because it's only now. Um, so here's the thing. It was given, put in storage, you know, in the 1980s or so. Mm. But all this time it's been thought that it's a copy and not a true painting, not yeah. the true wow. original painting. But here's the thing. They've just discovered that, in fact, it is the original painting. Now, you want to know how probably, how do we know that it's actually a true painting? Well, here's the thing. They've actually been looking, you know, back over the whole painting a bit more and they've just discovered that there's a slip of paper behind the frame that was actually placed there um, and by the painter... And here it is. It actually identifies it because of this piece of paper, right? It actually identifies it as the original painting. Well, how how does it do that? It actually has prayers and blessings that the artist would actually hide in the back of the artwork for any artwork that was being exported, um, you know, out of the country. And so here's the thing. They've actually found this slip of paper wow. with with the artist's writings. Now, the painting is actually 200 years old or so. It's a painting um, that was actually done by the renowned Rosalba Carrera in the 18th century. Wow. Gee, I know. Incredible, isn't it? Wow. Like, do you like paintings? Because I love paintings. I'm not good at it, but I like to look at them. Same. Like yeah, I like to look at it. <laughs> I was actually one of the best students in the art class in primary school, but that all went downhill very rapidly in high school and onwards. But anyway, you know, so be it. But Rosalba is actually known, catch this, as the queen of pastel painting, mm. of doing pastels. So she would actually paint a series of women from Italy during the early 1700s, and she was admired a lot by King George III. Of course. And so um, really interesting that her paintings were just so popular, but King, you know, the king of the UK really, really loved that, of course, her paintings. So now the painting's actually been restored and actually is on display in this Tatton Park, um, Tatton Park, sorry, um, the estate there, so that visitors can actually view it. Is that, wow. yeah, quite Maybe quite. we should go clean out our stuff, see if anything <laughs> of value is... <laughs> Yeah, hiding in our storage. I love that idea, actually. And here's the interesting thing. Just I'm going to whip this around and give you a quick look. Check that out. Isn't that beautiful? Oh wow, yeah. But doesn't that remind you a little bit of the painting of Mona Lisa? Because it's like you know, slightly, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Just this beautiful painting of a lady. Now I've seen the original painting of the Mona Lisa, by the way. Yeah, right. Too. Yeah, it's in Paris in the Louvre. In the Louvre Museum, which you could go there for four, six hours, and it's just like so. I just remember you can't take photos in there, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. 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 But you know, just have seen the original. So anyway, so Rosalba became one of the most popular and sought-after artists, and she's remembered as, of course, one of the most successful women artists. Fantastic. And I love that. You know, and this story kind of reminds me a bit of things from the Bible because. You know, I love the verse in Matthew in, in chapter 10 where Jesus says that, you know, we are far, worth far more than many sparrows. Mm, mm. So our worth, you know, we, because of sin, we are in many ways worthless. Sure. But because Jesus came on this earth too, and because God is love all the way, mm. you know, we are worth everything far more than even a painting, mm. you know, 
to to God, but Jesus came because he wanted each one, each soul, our listeners, each one, you and I, to be saved. Mm. Um, and that's the worth that he put. He he was willing to die for each one of us, so mm. that so that basically, you know, um, we could be saved, but also to show how valuable we are Absolutely. to him, how much he loves us, how much our worth. And that's what the beautiful thing is, you know, we don't have to find our worth in other people. Yes. Our worth is in Jesus. Right there in God's word. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that such a beautiful thing? You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Jaden, it's come time for our second quiz question. Do you mind giving that to us, please? Absolutely, Danita. So question two. It's a multiple choice one this time. We've got uh, Palti and Gedile were A, sons of King David, B, wives of King David, C, two of the ten spies that searched out Canaan, or D, Philistine kings. I'll say that again. Mm. Palti and Gedile were A, sons of King David, B, wives of King David, C, two of the ten spies that searched out Canaan, or D, Philistine kings. Mm, four choices. You have 25% chance of getting it right. So text us in your answer on 0491-064-669 and you can go in the draw that happens on Friday to get your prize. And we are getting lots of answers already coming in today. For our quiz questions, people are really keen for the the cookbook. You will go in the prize for the Revive Cafe Cookbook Number Six by Jeremy Dixon. Hey, here is another recipe. Mm, yeah, Look I'm still at hungry. this blueberry chia seed. Do you like chia seeds? It does sound good. Yummy! It's yum. Yeah. So chia seeds, of course, when you put them in with like coconut milk or mm. or other sorts of watery things, they actually puff up a little bit and actually thicken up. It's just really, really yummy. And so this one's with cashew nuts, blueberries, chia seeds, frozen blueberries, date puree, just really yummy. And there's some biscotti. You can make some biscotti, which, of course, are like an Italian biscuit, which are really, really nice cool. in every way. But, hey, where are we going to? Which town are we saying hi to today, please? Uh, Danuta, we're actually saying hi to the town of Corowa in uh, southern New South Wales. Ah, southern New South Wales, Corowa. And that's on the banks of the River, isn't it? It's on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. Do we know what it's actually known for, like Corowa? Corowa is actually known as the birthplace of Federation. So I'd be very interested to do some research into what this town has has played in our in our nation's history. Yes, yes. So of course, back in 1901, Australia became. um, It was when the six British colonies, so our different states, actually united to form. Um, the Commonwealth of Australia. Yes. So it's going back to then. And, and they've actually got a Federation Museum, I believe, there too. But, hey, if you are one of our listeners from Corowa, please text us in. Let us know what you love about Corowa. Let us know what you love about the Faith FM a breakfast show. We would love to hear from you. Let us know, yeah, even if you pass through Corowa, mm. what you liked about there, what made you want to drive through there. Maybe you were just passing through from south to the north or north down to the south of yeah. Australia or something like that. a lot that. of places so, to see. Have you been there? Because I haven't been I there. I haven't, 
No, no, but maybe one day. Hey, so. Hey, where are we going with our news segment today, please, All right. Jayden? Well, we've got some uh, local news and mm. some international news today. Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, I think everyone listening would be uh, welcoming the cool weather that yes. we've experiencing this morning. That The heat has been quite high. I don't know how you've gone to do it, but I've been... Uh, sweltering yes. the last few days. I'm not a person that loves the real heat. No, it's the humidity that's the stinger, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. But we've got a cool weather that's come and the rain which we experienced last night. I'm sure it's brought a lot of local relief as the hot weather and fires have caused some damage across our state. So that was really nice to go to sleep hearing the rain last night. Mm, absolutely. And hopefully they had some down where the fires were. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've got actually, um, as the as the Australian reported, we've got, I read tensions are high on the New South Wales south coast as the first major bush bushfire since the Black Summer Fire of 2019-2020 hit the Bega region, with at least three homes destroyed by a blaze fought by more than 200 firefighters. Wow, three homes already. Yeah, sad, isn't it? And it's not even the peak of summer, unfortunately, and I just think of these families that have lost their homes. Mm, Terrible, no. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So- and I think, you know, there's already services down there that would be helping in that area very much. I know I spoke with a friend last night who lives, you know, down in that, those sort of southern areas, and I was just saying that within their church, the churches in the area were, of course, preparing for people that need to be evacuated. Um, because in the 2019 fires, so many people had to be evacuated and lose their home. They, mm. they lost their homes. And people are still recovering now. Absolutely, yeah. that's the thing. So many are recovering now. Yeah, we read. Um, we read here from the Australian that more than five thousand hectares of bushland was burnt in the fire which started at noon on Tuesday. Wow, oh, very much this week. Yeah, wow, it's already a lot of land. F- f- a lot of land, isn't it? Five thousand hectares. Yeah, I wonder if that. Oh, there's also been any cattle lost or any 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 stock in any mm. kind of way. But you know, hopefully the lively and I mean either way, five thousand hectares. There'll be some kind of livelihood that's that's probably lost, been lost for people. Hey, mm. so mm. our prayers. You know, keep out the folk in our prayers who have lost their homes. Praise the Lord for. Volunteers, firefighters, those who are employed as firefighters, but those who are volunteers and risking their lives for the lives of others to be saved Mm. in every way. 200 firefighters. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I'm drawn, Danuta, to um, to the words of of Jesus in in Matthew 24. Jesus mentions that an increase in environmental problems is actually one of the signs of his soon return. Yes, yeah. Alongside of earthquakes and all these various uh, natural Issues that we have to deal with as humans on this earth, but definitely it's a, it's a sign that, that one of the signs that Jesus is coming back soon. So. Agree. And on, and on the increase and on the increase in intensity too, isn't it? And mm. so, yeah, when we see the signs, we, we're called to look up to the heavens and turn to Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Zooming out a little bit, Danuta, from our little, uh, from our local area, looking at the wider news, mm-hmm. we've got uh, some, some big news from America. Uh, as Sky News Australia reports, mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy ousted as U.S. House Speaker in historic vote as all eyes turn to who will replace him in a fractured parliament. Mm. So, so what was his role? Do we know there? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, House Speaker, wasn't he? Yeah. He was the House Speaker. I'm not too up to date with all the U.S. politics, mm-hmm. uh, but it definitely says here that he's the first sitting Republican. Oh, he, he This vote saw the first Republican... House Speaker in more than a century to lose his position. So it's like 
Yeah, in a long period of time. 113 years is a long time. Years. First one to be actually kicked out from that role, he isn't he? He was uh, kicked out for his uh, lack of people upset with his handling of budget negotiations. Yes, yeah. And also he actually spent nine months trying to govern an ungovernable kind of party in many ways, mm. um, just, you know, as, as Barack Obama actually described that. Um, and and also, yeah, he, he said, <coughs> excuse me, it was referred to kind of as the Lord of the Flies caucus, you know. Mm. So, yeah, didn't, um, yeah, of what's actually happening there in every way. I mean, the US has so many things happening in the sure. way of politics. We also often get Justin Lawman onto onto the show. Awesome, Pastor Justin Lawman. He really brings out a lot from the politics side of the US um, yeah. in every way. But, yeah, so now he's actually been uh, taken out, of course, and, uh, yeah, it's going to have its own impact in every way. So, sure. Yeah. Well, it's a, just, it just reminds me, Danuta, that the only thing stable that we can really trust is, is God and his word. Um, yes, in, in in every way. Putting not hey. our trust in, in, in political leaders or, or, or figures out there in the public sphere, but really just trusting God's word, I Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and so he would have been in during the Trump, Trump time, I think, as well, wasn't he? I think McCarty. And, yeah. um, yeah, but Trump didn't do anything to really spare, you know, his humiliation. And what, what's the, what's the verse that you've got there? That I've I can got see a verse you've got here, open. Matthew 24, verse 12. It says, because lawlessness will abound, but the love of many will grow cold. And we're seeing that, uh, actually in our political world where there's a cancel culture where people are backstabbing each other. And just as, as Jesus described in Matthew chapter 24, We've just lost a lot of love. There's a lot yes. of hatred, a lot of division in our in our societies, in our politi- in our politics, and, and yep. this is another sign that that Jesus is is on his way soon. Absolutely. And the sad thing I find with politics, I don't know if you find the same, but I actually some, every now and then I've, on the news tried to you know watch some of the the live um, you know sittings that they actually have, but. You know, what you see so much is that there's this competition that people have and the way they do it is by trying to put each other down rather than lift each other up um, in in every way and pull out um, what I call the dirty washing about somebody else in in every way, hey. And so, um, you know, so we've got to, yeah, it's not an area that I go into in a massive amount, but it is something we need to be knowing about because Jesus is coming soon. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. That was the Marksman Quartet with Matthew 24. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Jaden. Jaden, it's come time for our next quiz question. This one's a shorter one. Please take it away. All right, question three, Danuta. Question is, who commanded the sun and moon to stay still? Ah, oh, wow. Good question. Nice and short and simple. Can you read that one again one for more us, time. please? Who commanded the sun and moon to stay still? Mm-hmm. Text us in your answer for that one on who commanded the sun and moon to stay still. The number is 0491-064669. That number again is 0491-064669. And you'll go in the draw for the revived cookbook number six, which has got some fabulous healthy, enjoyable recipes, lots of recipes that are sweets. Well, mm. half the book or so, like we mentioned, are sweets and things like that. But they're so, healthy sweets, Danuta. They are healthy sweets. They are. And That's see that picture on the very front there of the tort. I was saying to yes. Lawson the other day, I actually made that a few years ago. It took me a while, but, you know, it's not a sponge cake. The layers mm-hmm. are actually all natural stuff with dates and, yes. and nuts and things like that. So really healthy. Can't go wrong. Hey, it's come time for us to have our interview with Dr. John Ashton. Hello, John. Are you there 
Uh, yes, good morning, Danita. Good morning, John. How are you? Welcome back on the show again today. It's good to have you. Thank you. Yeah, now, John, hey, we really enjoy your segments every time. Last time we looked, I think it was at dinosaurs and things like that, if I remember correctly. But today we're actually looking at the land and our response, role of and responsibility of the land. Is that, that where we're going well, today? That's right, yes. Um, I think uh, many people may not be aware that um, the Seventh-day Adventist Church actually published a book um, on Christians and environmental care. It was called Entrusted and published about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it covers a, um, a range of uh, topics. Uh, the section one was on Christians and the environment. And then uh, section two was on animals and environmental ethics. And then on human health and the environment, biodiversity and conservation strategies. And then environmental education. But there was a really good chapter on what we can do at home to care for the environment. And um, I was, uh, and it's interesting, I think uh, there's a a growing, uh, you know, awareness of this. I was at a a dinner just the other night um, at the local Church of England and um, they had a little talk there and the lady chose to talk on, on what we can do ourselves to, to help the environment. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of this is being uh, politicised. So we've got um, a big uh, movement in terms of um, global warming mm-hmm. um, and and there's sort of, it seems to be a lot of uh, scary political, me- uh, you know, messages that are getting out there without people recognising that the, the earth goes through these these cycles and the earth has... The way God has set uh, the planet up is that uh, we have a number of feedback mechanisms that help control uh, temperature. Now, it's it's true that, um, you know, we are increasing the levels of carbon dioxide in, in, um, in the atmosphere um, and, um, and so forth, but we need to remember that the earth was much warmer in the past. And uh, as we increase the carbon dioxide levels, actually plants grow better. Uh, matter of fact, uh, we knew plants grow quite well if the levels of carbon dioxide are actually a little bit higher than they are. Mm-hmm. Secondly, there will be weather patterns that change that will actually bring more rain to drier areas. And we've actually observed that uh, when we look at um, uh, the more rain that we've had out in the deserts and this sort of thing, and this is what the environmental uh, modelling predicts. Mm. And um, we need to, you know, understand that there's sort of certain political pushes that are are taking place that are that are perhaps I I, I don't I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but the uh, I think people are unaware of um, that, that, you know, some of these drivers are extreme. We've had we've We've gone through a very cold cycle a couple of hundred years ago, mm-hmm. but it was warmer before that. Um, and so we've had these these temperature, you know, swings that can last decades or maybe even cent- centuries as well. But the important thing is uh, I think, you know, there's this big emphasis on fossil fuels and changing to electric cars and, and so forth without us considering what the 
the environmental in, uh, footprint is to actually generate these cars. Mm. And uh, there's a lot of wastage um, where we're encouraged to keep on buying things and throwing things away. And this includes things like our car. And this is very damaging to the environment. So I think one of the most important things that we can do is look at ways that we cannot buy things that we're just going to use for a short time and throw away. Mm-hmm. Um, and and look, if we do have to, if they do have a use-by date, how can they be recycled or how can we reuse them? And I was thinking the other day when I was a, a, a boy, we had a little garbage can that was uh, collected by the garbage truck and everybody had a little garbage can mm. that was picked up by the man and tipped into the into the truck. Um, and, but when I see the waste today, there's a huge amount. A lot of this is food packaging. Oh. And we're looking at processed foods. Yes. A lot of food packaging that is then wasted. Now, they're attempting to recycle this, uh, but there are still, you know, major problems. And we certainly need to um, – it's great now that people can be paid, you know, 10 cents for their, their little uh, cartons and packages if they recycle them. Mm. But this is something we generally find that if we're buying God's whole foods, God already has them wrapped up in a skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the olden days, we I can remember olden days. Sorry, it, it's just one of those things. <laughs> That's all right. old days. Um, I, I used to go shopping for my mum, and I took a little net bag, and you put the onions in that, you put the apples in that, um, and things like the beans and that were wrapped in in newspaper. But this is something, and the newspaper was then used to you know start the fire or, or wrap mm. other things rubbish in. And so these are things that we can think about is minimising our intake of of prepackaged processed foods Mm -hmm. and looking more to utilise God's whole foods. Mm. Um, Most of us complain about being time poor, of course, um, and hence we're tempted to use these pre-processed foods. But if we want to really look at, you know, how we can help the environment by, you know, preparing food at home, um, and using, you know, simple uh, processes that can can save a, a lot. Also, I lo- sorry, John, if, um, if I can just jump in for a sec there. I love what you're actually saying um, with this because, um, you know, when you look at like, the weather patterns, and you said earlier that the, the earth kind of goes through cycles and things. I remember the days when even the weather patterns were in such a way that every season was distinct, like the start of winter was very clearly winter. Mm. When it became spring, it was very clearly spring. You didn't even have to look around at the trees or the or the flowers and stuff like that. And that's kind of gone away. And I'm just seeing that link with what you're saying, that even though there's the wet, the patterns, it is, you know, also the contribution of what we what we are doing and how in the home, yeah, we can do so much more naturally. And I guess people aren't growing their own veggies and fruits so much, are they? And moving towards packaged things, Um and 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 um, and therefore, so much packaging is being thrown out. Mm. Mm. Yes, and this is costly to the environment in in many ways. The other thing that we can do is, well, look, I, I guess is, is grow more green things. The more green things we're growing, little flower bushes, having a little flower pot, even if we live in a unit somewhere, 
having flower pots, all those little flowers are taking in the carbon dioxide and they're producing oxygen for us. And what's happening, of course, is that there's massive um, criminal and illegal activities going on around the world clearing forests. The forests are, are hugely important. Uh, for they take in so much carbon dioxide and so much is being cut down and that's probably way more important than the amount of car emissions. When you think, for example, when we have our bushfires, there are an enormous amount of mm. carbon dioxide mm. there that we can't control, volcanic mm. eruptions, all these sort of things are outside our control. Mm. But much of this is much of, you know, what we can do with our cars and that is being politicised. Mm. There's a very interesting documentary made a couple of years ago, a Christian documentary called Grinding America Down. Mm. Uh, sorry, the hit, the agenda, Grinding America Down. It was looking at the politicisation of this. So we've got, you know, countries like that uh, aren't considered developing countries, that are considered developing countries such as China and India and Brazil, mm-hmm. and they don't have to comply to any of these uh, you know, greenhouse gas things, and yet they're, they're major contributors. Mm. But the things we, and so we've got this political thing that's going on that we can't do much about, but what we can do, again, ourselves, is try to live healthy lives because mm-hmm. we every time we use hospitals and that, they all have their environmental imp- footprint that is is costly. And so the healthier we are, the smaller our environmental imprint is. Um, and I think part of the other thing is to teach our children to, to value and to, and to understand nature. So taking our children for walks in nature, pointing out or helping them to discover all the different birds, um, maybe getting some caterpillars and raising them at, um, at home or some tadpoles and letting them see the life cycles, these can, um, you know, help them understand how we have ecological systems. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, and, and, and things are part of cycle and God has big cycles mm-hmm. that um, control the environment. Like there are types of plankton that um, <clears throat> when it becomes, as the ocean temperature rises, mm-hmm. these planktons bloom when they bloom, they then release dimethyl sulfide, which acts as a cloud seeder, which brings over clouds, which induces cooling. So God has, wow. and we don't often talk about this, but God has a lot of feedback systems. And um, it's interesting, I saw a NASA documentary where, in, in for example, in, in the northern uh, hemisphere where you have a lot more deciduous trees and then the, and you have the planting season. The carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere change dramatically once the trees sprout, produce their leaves and the people plant the corn and the other wheat and so forth begins to grow and the carbon dioxide levels drop. So one of the very important things that we can do is encourage policies that in the grow trees. I'm, I'm a great fan mm. of growing trees. This, this is, uh, important. We have a tendency to, to want to, uh, clear, you know, our land. But, uh, just in our own little place, we, we, we can grow things. And the more things we grow, um, at, at home and the less we throw away, 
mm-hmm. I think, of the important aspects of the environment is to get this mindset away from consumerism mm. because what's happened is consumerism has led to the whole idea of how can we mass produce things and to order to rather than produce things individually. So we've, we've done away with all the little farms We've mass-produced and put it into big farms. Right. But this has derived people from employment. And so what we've tried to do is increase the standard of living Mm -hmm. by saying, well, we need to consume things and throw them away, so we've got to make more things to provide employment. So we've got ourselves into this terrible consumerism cycle that's linked to inflation and all sorts of things. But what, one of the things that we can do to reverse this is to, again, just begin to not throw so much stuff away because everything we throw away had an environmental footprint and now we're contributing to another environmental footprint in that it has to be disposed of. Mm, mm. Really important stuff that you're sharing with uh, with us, John. Really appreciate that because, yeah, just being careful with what we throw away, well, it starts even with how we're actually doing things from the start and therefore how we also then throw it away because everyone, if everyone does their little bit, um, it will make a great impact right across. Thanks again, um, John. Really appreciate your time with us. Really valuable information. Um, and we'll be catching up with you again next time when you're on the show Um, Dr. John Ashton thanks again thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM